I'm gonna start with here we go. Here we go. I'm starting. <laughs> Bit of a different theme um, this week on the Five Times podcast. We're actually in South Africa, which is really different because we're usually in England when we're doing it. Hello, how are you? Thanks, doing? thanks for that. What's your yes. name? Deshni. Deshni. Yeah. Am I supposed to say something? Well, yeah, well, this is a radio. This is live radio. How old are you, Deshni? Sorry? How old are you? 26. 26? Yeah. How long have you lived here for? All my life. All my life. All my life. There's a song yes. in there somewhere. All my life. Fucking hell, there's a roll there. Bit of a different theme this week on the Five Times podcast, but... Um, we're doing it live from South Africa in the beautiful Beverly Hills Resort in Durban. Um, obviously, you, we used to hear us do a podcast from, from England. A little bit of a different theme. Beautiful setting. The waves are crashing in over there. Probably Fowler's <laughs> drinking his, his latte. Stephen and Hannon. Over there. <laughs> How come he's just got a Stephen and I got a Fowler again? Did you say Robbie Fowler? Did you say Fowler? Robbie Fowler. You never. I said Robbie Fowler. Take play that back. All right. He was so he was doing so well for the first five. Seconds. So just a, just a quick recap why we're here. We're obviously trying to raise as much money for the for the charities as we can. The Liverpool Hillsborough Family Support Group is the main beneficiaries of our trip. Um, obviously, Clare House will benefit from this as well. So the trip contains two games of golf and gala dinner tonight and we play the Kaiser Chiefs on Saturday. We're looking forward to it, although it'll be two o'clock in the afternoon kickoff and it is roasty old here. Um, how did the golf go? Alright. How did you play? Brilliant. No. Did you win? No. You couldn't have played that brilliant then, could no, you? I did. And Mr. McManaman, how yes. did you how did you play? You didn't play? I didn't play golf, no. I'm not a huge golf fan, but I had a walk around, I had a drive around the lovely course of out and first in uh, in Johannesburg and secondly in Zimbab- Zimbali Resort which were outstanding golf courses really nice venues lovely people and I think everybody will say every all the players have been very very well looked after I know you play golf quite a bit which golf course did you particularly like Zamba- Zambali Zimbali Zimbali um, to be honest I thought you were both good actually I, I Disappointing the fact is that we only played 10, 11 holes out because of the weather. Uh, you know, I was I was playing well there, and obviously the storm come, the lightning folks. Two hundred were in you after yeah, eleven. Two hundred after eleven. Were you? Yeah, and um, the lightning folks and everything came, and they obviously ruined. So probably going for the best ever round there. Yeah, of, spoiled of, it, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've never hit a fifty-nine, but you're well on your way, weren't you? On my way. What did you think of a sixty-four? You must no, make I a never, confession. I never ended up at any because we Wait there, wait there. Confessions. Yeah. You are, married to, you are married to my sister-in-law. Rob Jones won the competition, um, but there was a steward's inquiry. Hang on, well, why are you confessing? Yeah, Shouldn't it be Rob Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Surely it should be Rob Jones confessing. Well, I'm confessing on behalf of Rob Jones. He <laughs> cheated. Tails, he cheated and won the competition. Have you got proof of that? Or? Yeah, Rob Jones told me. Okay, so, so actually, you, what are you confessing is sour grapes you're confessing on you because well, my team lost on account back. We would have come fifth. I got done out of a white belt, which would have been quite nice. But I mean, are you happy coming fifth? Anyway, are you happy coming fifth? I come sixth. The game. You want to get into the top four and finish in those Champions League places? <laughs> yeah, onto Champions League. Anyway, the main reason we're here is obviously the the game against the Kaiser Chiefs. Um, there's been a lot of publicity around the game for the Kaiser Chiefs saying they must win the game, save face. We believe they brought in a few players who are under the age of 40. I think our average age is 
39, 40, is it? There's a way higher. 46. It must be, must be 40, 48, 49, easy. I know there's a lot of young players, but consider them as two people. One people under the under the age of 40. I think our average age is going to be a lot higher, isn't it? <laughs> All right, well, our average age is 39. Our average age is 37, and our youngest is 39. Our team consists of obviously Rob Jones, yourself, uh, Robbie, um, Didier Man. Mark Wright, Mickey Thomas, I mean, all quite young lads, but I suppose the average age would be around the, the middle 40s, but then if you throw Dave Fairclough in, it'll obviously go to about 72, won't it? Yeah. So, and Dave's here as ambassador with, with Cali. It's great to see them. Uh, John Barnes is here and obviously Jan Moby. But the game, let's get back to the game. Are you looking forward to it? I am, actually. Um, I know what you're just saying. and I don't. I probably don't think it was, it was going to be as serious as what it is. When we come over here, expecting a little bit of a bit of a tough match but you know to the extent where you're saying you know these are bringing ringers in because they want to save face and there seems to be a lot more pressure on them than what there is us you know we've come over here obviously we want to we do want to win the game but you know we, we want to enjoy ourselves over here and I think it's probably going to be maybe a little too serious and no I think it'd be all right you know John Barnes spoke to the Kaiser Chief players yesterday who, who were on our bus and also we were at the golf course and they said that they haven't brought any ringers in and they're not that they're not going to take it as serious as people have actually said they're going to take it and there's only one person really the young lad no no he said that's just that was just one that happened he said they're not going to take it serious at all but they have been having practice matches haven't they yeah they've had one they won 3-2 3-2 yeah. but he said they're not they haven't brought ringers in and a lot of them are very unfit a bit like us <laughs> they're selling um, could be a nil-nil this one then eh? but yeah, sell- not, it's, not, it's not as serious as we think it, it's going to be they're selling a thousand tickets a day. I think they're expecting over 20, 25,000 people at the stadium. It's live on South African TV. How many days have the tickets been on sale? Yeah. A month? So it's a 30,000 30, seat stadium, isn't it? Yeah. So we're, th- we're, three, we're, we're going to fill it three quarters, fill it. No, now. two thirds we're going to fill. <laughs> it's 20,000. You've got to do with If there's 25,000 in a, in a 30,000 seat stadium, what fractions is that? And the bus driver. Let's <laughs> 16 people on the bus before get off. It if should be five, six. Four. The point I'm trying to make is, we haven't played in front of a crowd like that for a long while. Obviously, it's on the TV as well. Yourself, son. I was a uh, house pre-season Olympiacos, mate. No, you were there. Played? Yeah, I was there. Played up front with Suarez, didn't he? In the end, couldn't breathe because the, t- the kit was that tight. Doesn't matter. I still play. All right. Would you get nervous more knowing that there's? 25,000 people there and it's live on the telly you, or would uh, you just treat it as like something that's a good <laughs> no you're not getting there it's good that the fact is that there is going to be so many people there and well, I don't think any of us will ever get nervous we've all played in, we've all played in front of just doing an interview we've all played in front of big crowds in, um, you know, in, in bigger stadiums and you know, of, you know, there's not as much pressure on on this game is uh, you know there would be a cup final or a league matches so yeah, I think half the battle is fear in not oh, wanting no, no. expecting no 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 not wanting to make a fool of yourself in front of your teammates I think that's half the thing yeah maybe because if you do and you make a mistake it gives everyone the a little bit of ammo for the, 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 the stick you'll get down, the you? stick you'll get off the rest of the players all night and <laughs> all, 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 all journey home just while we're on the subject of the lads um, I'm just going to go across to Pete McDowell who's recently just come back from a press conference about the game 
on Saturday against the Kaiser Chiefs. He's down by the poolside. Uh, doesn't look like he's got any cream on because he's bright red, looks like a lobster. But he's down there with um, the IPP group who have funded this this trip. Um, Jared Ayres is with them. Uh, not to be confused with Ian Ayres because they look nothing like each other. And um, Phil Thompson and John Barnes. Pete? Yes, thank you, Jason. Um, Jared Ayres is with me who's funded this trip for the Liverpool players. First, before we... Aldo's here as well, by the way. It's all right, Aldo? Well done. Um, Jared, first of all, before we talk about the how the trip was made happen, it's been good fun, hasn't it? Yeah, it has actually. Um, it's been very good. The lads have enjoyed themselves. They've seen some beautiful parts of the country, played at some fantastic golf courses, and now sitting here looking at the Indian Ocean. The weather's gorgeous. We're just a little bit worried about the temperature for the match, really, on Saturday. Two o'clock kickoff, which won't aid some of the pale-looking Liverpool former players that are sat around this pool at the moment. Yeah, and you have to consider as well that humidity in Durban's always around 80%, so they're going to have to take on lots of water. So I think a few of us will be praying for rain tomorrow. How difficult was it to get together, Trip? Um, there were um, problems at times in getting everything organised but these former players really wanted to go out and represent Liverpool it's the biggest game that they've played overseas as a, as a Legends crowd and, and they've cooperated really well through the cups with airlines and flights but uh, looking back now in the last four days everything's gone really smoothly uh, The game, it's eagerly anticipated I've got to speak to Roy in a, in a second about the, um, about the game and about the press conference they want to win don't they, the Kaiser Chiefs Oh absolutely, some of their players have been in training for weeks and uh, we hear there may be uh, one or two ringers in there that are under the ages of 36 but uh, our boys with the camaraderie and the, the understanding of how to pass the ball I'm sure will help us on the day Fluid replenishment has been fairly keenly uh, stuck to as well this week Fluids of quite a different kind to probably the guys achieved though. Yeah, I think getting some of the former players, Liverpool players, back together, uh, and they've really enjoyed their time together. And uh, nobody's been silly, but everybody's is, had a good time really. And uh, as usual, Mackety has been the whipping boy. Uh, just finally, Jared, the um, the game itself. Are you expecting thirty thousand? Would you say for for a game like this? Yeah, absolutely. We, we thought at the time we'd be happy with 10,000 people. You know, we know the, the following that the Liverpool fans, uh, the following that Liverpool have in South Africa. But just, just a minute ago, we're up to 25,000. Um, Kaiser Chiefs are supporting the game very, very well. And it's going to be an absolutely great day. And uh, we want to come out on top and come home victorious with yet another trophy. Uh, from Jared to the joint managers, Phil Thompson and Roy Evans, who are here with me at the moment. They were down at this press conference this morning. What was it like, Tomo? It was nice. It was uh, nice. And there's probably about 40, 50 in there, yeah. Mr. Roy. And, and it was lovely. We were with a couple of their players. Um, and there was John Barnes, Roy and myself. But it, it's just lovely to be in there. Because like, it's it, such a fantastic order around John Barnes, wherever he goes, whatever he does. Um, everybody hangs on every word. So it was, once again, I think the big thing with this trip is humbling. It has to be has to be said. You were here in uh, in 1994, Roy, as, uh, as Liverpool manager. Lots has changed since then, but it's fantastic to be back here, isn't it? Yeah, it was, and just the reaction of the people there. Again, we, we talked about actually the the, the, the tour in, in '94, or it was, and the, that Nelson Mandela came and, and you know came to the dressing room and put the shirt on. Um, and John, of course, ended up going back to his house to interview him for a for a program. And John was saying how humbling the man was, how humble the man was himself. Um, and we sent him our, our best regards. Obviously, you can't unfortunately come to the game, but there's a, there's a real buzz about the place. I mean, we paid. I think we paid great respects to the the Kaiser Chiefs. You know, they're they're a massive club in this country uh, and, and probably the whole of Africa. 
um, chatting to them. I mean, there's been a bit of hype about it being a really um, physical game. I mean, everyone wants to win, um, but I'm sure it'll be played in the best of spirits, and, and uh, well, that's what we hope anyway. But even on their team selection, their team selection has been an issue with these guys over here. Everybody wants to seem to play, and they have such an amount of... It being in their country makes it quite easy for them to get hold of them. Everybody wants to be involved. So they've only picked X amount of players, and some of them are moaning, some of the, the legends, that they haven't been picked, and they think there's some skullduggery gone on. But that's how, how much everybody is looking forward to this game. Hopefully about 25,000 are going to be here, and I think that's another issue why everybody wants to be involved. Your lads are exactly the same. They all want to play, despite all the banter that's gone on. Heat's going to be an issue, though, Roy, isn't it? I mean, two o'clock kick-off, it's searing heat now as we, we sit here talking, so running around's quite a different thing. Yeah, it is, of course. And obviously, the level of fitness is not what they used to be, um, but you know, you're going to be playing in temperatures above the 90s, and so it's going to be a really tough afternoon start. Like it is, the lads will adapt. In the end of the day, it's, it's about a bit of fun. Yes, we want to play well, we'd like to win, but in the end of the day, it's for the charities that we run, obviously Hillsborough, some charities over here which we're trying to um, you know, give to as well. Uh, so we're trying to leave a, leave a legacy that we've enjoyed coming to South Africa because the people of South Africa have been be fair, very, very welcoming. They've been brilliant to us in the, in the golf we've played. And as I say, it's, uh, it's, it's been quite a humbling experience really in many ways. Uh, just finally, Tom, I think Jason's probably going to talk to him on, on the podcast later on in the week. Paddy Berger and Vladimir Smyter are, are here as well, so some young legs. Fantastic to see them, though, isn't it? And they, they're really part of this group do you now. Know, do you know what? Two guys from the Czech Republic, and they're so happy to be here. They love it being with the lands and having a crack. When you're players and you're together, it's pressure to get results, to make sure that it's right. And People will be wondering, should they be in the side, shouldn't they be in the side? But here it's completely different. It's so relaxed. And to see uh, Paddy and Vladdy being here, because they're two great mates, and they live just around the corner from each other now, just outside of Prague. It is brilliant. And now we'll be, I tell you what, be nice lads, but we'll be looking for their legs on Saturday <laughs> afternoon because we, we're going to be needing them. They say we've got a vastly different age groups here. And with the heat, with the weather, it'll be the younger ones of the group who are going to have to sort of carry the burden of responsibility of playing time. OK, thank you both of you, Roy Evans and uh, Phil Thompson, both gentlemen back to you upstairs, Jason. Has there been any um, funny stories that you can tell about the trip? I know, I mean, I've, I got beaten in a race by our chairman, Jarrah. Jarrah beat me in a, in a race over 70 yards. He did pull his hamstring, though, so technically I did well, that, take the goal. To be honest, that's even worse, the fact is that he still beat you and he pulled his hamstring. So we had two races, he beat me in the first one and then I, I, took, him, I took him on again. And I, I, to be fair, I dropped it a gear, and um, he pulled his hamstring trying to keep up with me. So technically, I won that one. Yes, I, I definitely think you won. Did you see him? Did you what? see it? I missed this. What time was this? What time did this happen? It's about quarter to three this morning. And how many drinks did you consume all day? Alcoholic drinks. Quite a lot. What was, what was your favourite? You know what I did notice though. Did the first race of running me trainers. Think that's, do you think that's clever? Course at 2.45 over here preparing for a big game against the Kaiser Chiefs. You're slightly inebriated at 2.45 in the morning having oh, mean racing you. competitions. Well, why me, me and the Steve McMahon and Hanfella were all tucked up in bed. We'd had, our, we'd had our massages, had a stretch off and we're tucked up in bed. our pasta, read the papers. Do you know what I did notice? The first race, I, I ran in my trainers because I had them on. <laughs> <laughs> it would have helped, wouldn't it? Yeah. No. The second race, the one I won, I actually took them off and ran barefooted like Zola Bud. And I won it. 
I guess where she's from. Zimbabwe. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> John Barnes, Jan Mulby, Mark Wright went out to Soweto on Monday to the Zola School to see some inspiring young people under pretty the tough school. circumstances. Not the Jan Franco School. Who's that named after? Jan Franco. No, Calvin. No. Who is it? Who is it named after? The Zola School. Who's it named after? Is it Jan Franco? <laughs> oh. Who do you think? Zola Bud. There you go. So, yeah, so is she from Zimbabwe then? No, she must be from South Africa. <laughs> Welcome. Pete McDowell has got a report. We're going to throw to Pete and then tell you all about it. The game the Liverpool legends go into this weekend was only part of their journey in South Africa this week. A special welcome wherever they ventured was also the case in Soweto when John Barnes, Jan Mulby and Mark Wright arrived to coach some young people that were hoping to follow in their footsteps in years to come. Whereby I'll meet the greatest of them all. So that's the reason why I'm saying uh, today I'm not myself. I'm real not myself. And I'm real. I can't believe it. It's unbelievable that I will be standing here in front of such great, great, great people. Hello. Uh, my name is. La Mumulom, the principal of Zola Senior Primary School. I, I don't know what to say really. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm over excited that legends from England are here at this school, Zola Primary School. But now it is proof, it's proving to the, those who are doubting that this school is, a, is working hard in all departments, in classes. In extramural activities, the, our achievement is the one that has drawn the Department of Education, our district, to say, let these people come to this school. It's a special school. John Barnes led the coaching, ably assisted by his overwhelmed former teammates. Oh, do you know what? Absolutely unbelievable. I was so impressed, not only with the entrance as we walked in with all the, the girls dancing, but it was the singing. I mean, for everyone back home, I don't think they'll get a real flavour of what that was about and how good they actually were. I think it was first class, you know. And you have to see out here now as well the, the conditions of the pitch. It's everywhere. It's <laughs> all I can describe with it. It goes up and down. There's holes. There's divots. There's a. Uh, it's just uneven. But you know, well played to them because I, what, I, what I've been made impressed with is the enthusiasm from these, uh, you know, from the kids and from the principal. Everyone about since we've come into this school, it's been nothing but a pleasure to be here. And hopefully. Hopefully, we can teach them something. Yeah, and we didn't really know what kind of welcome to expect, but I think all of us have been overwhelmed by that. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? I mean, the effort they've gone through. Uh, you know, we could have just arrived on a minibus and uh, been dropped off on a field and whatever, but the enthusiasm is just beyond belief, isn't it? But, but it was from the, from, from the word going. The singing and the entertainment, the enthusiasm just shines through, doesn't it? You know, it's fantastic. And, you know, we've we got them here now just playing little games and have a bit of fun, but they're just so desperate to do well and please everybody and win, you know. It was a chance for Zola Primary School to show how they'd moved on. Soweto, a tough and quite brutal life for some of these young people, in kits falling to pieces and shoes that have been passed down from brothers and sisters. So underprivileged, teachers told us quite a few would not be able to afford to eat from their last meal in school on a Friday until they returned on the Monday. 
This trip made a big difference. I love Liverpool. I used to follow a sports in a way, like, but not that much. But today I'm inspired now that the Liverpool has come to our school as a school governing body member. I'm so proud of the school and the Liverpool as well with Kesa Chiefs. It's like they are going to inspire our kids to take their sports level and then like excel in what they do because they see that here are legends they came to us so they will want to be like the legends as well people from england and dr kumalo so we are so happy learn so many styles learn so many styles so so many techniques and what about liverpool football club do you think you might support liverpool now Yes. yes As you heard there, lads, it's obviously pretty, pretty hard stuff. What the lads seen there, it's um, we're obviously going to try and, and do something about it, and maybe we can, you know, some of the money we raise, we, we might look into putting it into the Zola School because the, the lads said it was a, you know, it'd be such a good thing to do for us. So that'll be great. Uh, I can't have you here without speaking about Liverpool uh, this season, going along nicely. Yeah, I think games in. Yeah, no, so far so good. Um, I think if you'd have said at the start of the season, you know, you come, you know, early November, mid-November, um, you were going to be second in the league, two points behind the leaders. I think everyone would have snapped your hands off. So uh, I know, you know there, there may be a few supporters getting a little bit carried away because oh, you know we're going to win the league. But I think Liverpool's priority should be, you know, let's not worry about the league and you know, Don't jump ahead. yeah, you know, admittedly they do want to win it, but first and foremost they've just got to keep this run going. The run going at the going, try and win as many games and try and get as many points on the board as possible. And who knows, come, come January, the dead or dead about, you know, you know the owners uh, and Brendan will, well, I think, will probably strengthen the team and you know and push certainly for that Champions League place. And, and once you're in there, you know, you're getting the wins and, and the confidence and and this uh, this, this <laughs> word and the momentum. Um, Cliche central there. <laughs> no, but then you can you can can't you? So it's. I think it's interesting times. I think for Liverpool. Actually, I think it's been really good, hasn't it? I actually think Liverpool fans are not getting carried away. I think that's that's one of the the, the really good things about it. Because Liverpool finished seventh last year. I know what you mean, as in the fit that it's second place. And but I think everybody's expecting or half expecting them to struggle at, at a stage, and nobody's expecting them to win the league this year. They're all just really pleasantly surprised how everything's t- everything's coming along and everything's turning out. I think there's been an element of you look at the, the beginning of the season last year. I think it was Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea was thrown in there in the first six or seven games, wasn't it? It was a really tough start for Liverpool and Brendan. Yeah. Do all yeah. playing catch up. Do you think the fixtures have been kind to Liverpool this year? You think with um, an extent, yeah. You think you, you think of Man United start this year? And Man United had a real tough start with all the games mm-hmm. they played, and they struggled. You know, to a certain extent, it's what, what Liverpool had last year. You know, Liverpool were always playing catch up, and they always found it difficult to to, to get into those those places which, which we want them to. This year, the fixtures, as you said, have been been incredibly kind. Of. There's not until probably December where they, they play two consecutive hard games, and and saying that's no disrespect to you know to the other teams in the Premier League, but it's a, they played Man United at the right time, didn't they? Yeah. The only thing I would say is that. The fixtures are the fixtures, aren't they? You know, we can talk about how hard fixtures are, but you can't legislate for 
West Bromwich Albion beating Manchester United at Old Trafford or Southampton drawing with Manchester United well, at Old Trafford Southampton beat Liverpool no, I, exactly so you can, you can talk about oh they don't play Man United and Arsenal or they don't play two hard fixtures in a week but you can't legislate for, for any, any results nowadays can you look at last week before we came Sunderland beat Manchester City again up, up at the Stadium of Light Newcastle went down to Tottenham and won in reality, that's that's an easy three points for these for these teams. Well, but this year, it's not consistency of the league. Then, then there's a real opportunity for Liverpool to win it this year. Is it probably the, the best opportunity Liverpool have, or any teams had yeah, in the last? This, of course, this year, years. of course, this year, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. The second, the seconds in the league, <coughs> they're playing really well. We're quarter of the way through. <laughs> this is the best chance they've had in a long time. Of course, that's that's but easy what to say. Said there, Mark, in terms of Liverpool and, and where they are, I mean, we've been saying this at the start of the season, all, all season, haven't we? In terms of Liverpool, potentially, you know, they can go on a run and, and create um, you know, goals and score goals and win games. But we've been waiting for, for, for years for this to happen. And Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And now the day, I know you said before, I don't think people expect, but once you're there, I think there's certain, there is a certain amount of expectancy from people who think, oh, well, today now, they should go on and win it. Think? Yeah, I really do. But I mean, teams are always taking points off each other this season, and we said this at the start of the season. Then teams well, will you, beat other teams. If you look now at, if you look at the, for instance, the bookmakers, for instance, they're the fonts of all knowledge, of course. Liverpool are not even the fa- in the first four teams to win the in league. The betting, no. In the betting, not even in the first four. There's four teams still better placed than them to win the league. Why would that? Be? Well, because they don't fancy them. They think they think somewhere down the line they'll start to lose points, and Manchester City, Chelsea will come stronger. That's what they think. I mean, whether they're going to be right or wrong is another thing, of course. But I think the expectation is, is still off Liverpool. But the fixtures, the fixtures now, the next six weeks, and look at the fixtures. Some very, very winnable games. I think there's only obviously Everton and the Derby next. Spurs as well are in December at some point, aren't they? You now Liverpool have got a lot of games you'd look at there and say we're very very winnable they're going to be in a very very strong position come Christmas if it goes to plan isn't it I think that's what we all hope Liverpool have got have they got the squad they've they've got league games that's all Liverpool have they don't have any um, what Carling Cup whatever it's called nowadays there's no no Europa League there's no FA Cup they have got Premier League games until the first week in January and all their rivals have got Champions League games and other games so in that respect no, it's it, we it's have kind. Of this before. I mean, obviously not not with Jews, but myself and Mac have uh, 
obviously mentioned Liverpool in terms of everyone keeps saying oh, the squad's not strong enough or the, you know, the depth is not there but at the minute they don't need to because yeah, exactly. as Mac has just said well, they're not playing they're not playing all these games got one game a week well, one game a week so as long as they I know injuries can happen they can have ten injuries next week Will you say that when you look at the Arsenal game and, and Glenn Johnson pulls out just before the game with illness Enrique was injured um, obviously young Flanagan come in and I believe he'd only played 13 minutes that calendar year which was always going to be a big ask for him wasn't it the Emirates yeah. away and um, but, but you know what, and obviously though, Sissoko played wing back you, they were two big they were two big positions weren't they now I think that's where Liverpool corner stuck against Arsenal in them two positions yeah, but that's, just, that's just life just, isn't it yeah, if Arsenal, think if, if Arsenal, what I'm trying to say is is the squad strong enough because yeah. they've if lost Ar- two players there if Arsenal, get, if Arsenal get injured right back and left back and have to play Jenkinson and left I don't even know who they bring in as left back somebody else that's just that's just part and parcel of football yeah. that's just, you know, Liverpool should be able to bring in John Flanagan and Sissoko or Martin Kelly or somebody else and be, and be able to well, they have that space though, where they can do that and they'd be comfortable because against Arsenal I think they don't they didn't I mean I've read obviously various reports about you know, John he came in Arsenal John Flanagan with all due respect I didn't think he'd done too bad he, was, he didn't but he's, he doesn't give you what Glenn Johnson's going to give you in a game like that many players in the Premier League will give you the same options that Glenn does so it's, I agree you're always going to miss your star men. If Luis Suarez gets injured, you're going to miss him like crazy. If Steven Gerrard gets injured, you're going to miss him like crazy. Glenn Johnson, Enrique, whoever gets dropped out and if they're in the first team, you're going to miss them, aren't you? But that's just that's just part and parcel of it all. Got no problem with that. If Arsenal lose Giroud, if Arsenal lose Özil, they're going to really, really miss them. I think one thing I noticed when Brendan Rodgers came into into the club was he was very rigid with his formation wasn't he played 4-3-3 for quite a lot of the time I think we played Manchester United away and he changed the formation in the second half and we nearly got something out of the game didn't we and I think he opened his eyes up to the fact that he's got players that can play in various positions and he, he, he then decided to mix it up quite a few times I think more so this season we've seen Liverpool's formation change have you you've seen them in any one game where you thought they really look good they're really comfortable the wing back do you think that suits the wing backs because Coutinho gets to play central and Johnson and Enrique are very good wing backs, aren't they? And the three at the back, I guess. I think scared. Liverpool's players are, if I'm being told, I think they're probably suited better for the you know, for the three-five-two, if you like, or the, whatever you want to call it. But at all time, when uh, obviously Coutinho was injured, that's really you know when he comes back into the side, then you go straight away. You go play a four-three-three, and, and to be fair, you know, against I mean, admittedly it was only four, but he looked better than what they have done in the previous. Few weeks in the 4-3-3. Yeah, but look, I think we we played Arsenal and you know it wasn't one of our better games and I think we just gauge that formation off that result. Yeah, on, on paper, you know, it, it I think the, the main way. thing I think is that they can change formations around. So if you go three-five-two, whatever, with these wing backs that you've just been saying about, if you're up against an Arsenal. You've only got one centre forward and you've got three centre halves. Well, then it's pointless, correct? So if you can go right, we'll play like this today. It's not working. Let's go four, four, two. Well, because they they were in form and they thought they might be able to overrun them doing that. But in reality, they were overrunning the field because because of the numbers, wasn't it? But as long as they can change it round, say it's not working now. Forget three, five, two. Let's go four, four, three, or four, four, seven, or four, four. You know, let's change it round, and you can do that mid-game. I think that really helps them. And Liverpool can do that. Question, right? Liverpool, 
obviously in form, Arsenal in form. He's felt very confident Brendan Rodgers to go down there. And I, what I liked was the fact that he went down and he, he went to try and win the game, didn't he? He didn't try and not lose, not lose the game. He went to win it. Do you think there's, there's got to be an element sometimes where he just takes a back seat and thinks, no. we'll go and take the point here rather than, yeah, no. we, we won't lose this game. No. But do you think he goes with the right attitude, let's go and win the game? Let's go and win the game. Yeah. Like to see that well, Liverpool, no, well, Liverpool FC, they, they, they go to win the games. Don't oh, but they? do you not think there's certain games where you might have to, maybe Chelsea away or no, Man United away, we'll take a point here. Certain games and the way the, the way the games are panning out, yeah, you certainly, if we get them beaten, we'll try and get this goal and get the result and we'll, we'll be happy with one point. But you'll, you'll never go into into a no. game just thinking, oh, we'll, we'll be happy with a point. You, you can't go into a game with Suarez, Sturridge, Coutinho. Glenn Johnson, Stephen Gerrard, you know Jose Enrique, and think let's go for the points. No, it's impossible. Otherwise, you, you, do, you only play with one forward and six in midfield. Has anyone stood out? Boy, this season really stood out. Jordan Henderson. He's worked hard, hasn't he? Um, I know there's a lot of talk about him. Um, you know, he, he's, he's improved massively, yeah, he's massively from well, last year, and he has. But with all due respect, he didn't have a great season last year, so. You know, anything he does is going to be really better, and that's obviously not being disrespectful to the lad. I think he's one of them players in the side. I think you know because he is a you know, he is a bit of a worker. You know, I think all the players are happy happy with him being in the side because he does put a shift in. Um, you have to look at Luis Suarez's form. Um, I know we missed the first six games, but you know, since he's come back, oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's dangerous. He is is that dangerous for Liverpool in the sense of January Real Madrid come back because he's no, having no, such no. a good season. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think in January. Any, but I, I think it's a waste of time in January. Isn't yeah. it? Well, the fact is that Liverpool, what he said, what they did at the start of the season when clubs were coming in, and it'll be absolutely pointless and yeah. and even ludicrous to even think to even consider anything in Obviously, January. January. I don't even think it's think prices, isn't it? If they come back with a ridiculous no. figure, do Liverpool have to sense. sell? No, it doesn't make any sense, does it? But what, I'll tell you, let's be hype. I think in January I, it wouldn't make any sense if even in January if Real Madrid said we'll give you 100 million for them all you'd say is give us 100 million for them in three months time that's all you'd say wouldn't you because Liverpool want to get into the Champions League you need them to get into the Champions League so the 100 million you'd take there you'd lose elsewhere so no I think January's just bananas you're not a fan of January window um, you're fine if, you, if, if the team's not any good and someone's coming in to get your best players that's fine if you're 15th in the league but if you're 2nd and you're desperate to get into the Champions League spot. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all. Just the back of what you were saying, Dave, before about um, you know players who stood out. And I know the other player probably on everyone's lips is Sturridge. Um, you know he's had a, an unbelievable start to his Liverpool career you know, ever since, not just this season, but um, since he came in January. Um, now you know, he's talking about advocates for, for January transfer windows, and he's a player that you know has been a massive success. Um, this year he scored a few goals and you know what, what's a little bit more special about it the fact is that he missed all the pre-season as well and I, I I do expect him to have a little bit of a lull soon to be honest you know because he has he has missed um, you know he has missed a lot well in fact he missed all the pre-season and um, yeah I think he, he's been brilliant as well this year and I think that them two you know Suarez and Sturridge as a partnership I mean they can cause defences all kinds of problems and um, you know so far so good with is the um Anfield becoming a fortress is that slowly coming back the team's coming now to Anfield I think it's going to be really difficult to get a result I think so yeah I think it's always been like that yeah, you yeah. Think there was a time a couple of seasons ago where I don't think that I just think the team have struggled at times 
but I always think it's a really difficult place to come and get a result but the team just haven't been as good as they once were which is not natural the team are really playing well this year so it's hard to come and get a result I I so disagree with you there Mark the fact is when Liverpool's form at home how dare you disagree with me I do apologise I do really apologise but you look at the bother of your boy I know Sorry, mate. But, <laughs> but look, I think you look at the, the form of I think it was the Kenny's last year in charge, where yeah. I think they won four home games or not. And yeah, I mean, for the Liverpool side to actually win four home games is it's just absurd. Do you think it? that's just a, a reflection on the team? We're not very good. I thought they'd be actually all right. Actually, in the half, I'd do have to two foot pounds. He finished eighth, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but now you're talking about right. the beer factor, and you know, I think teams were coming to Anfield and. Not expecting a win, but expecting to get something out, and I think that that shows in um, in the form. I think this year it, you know, the, the form at home has been has been impressive. Obviously, by the by the Southampton game, but as Mark said before, you know you do get fluke results throughout the season, and um, you know, Man United have, have been on the on the on the back end of, of some terrible home results this year as well. So, um, do you think Old Trafford's a fortress then? Um, Not now. I, I think Man United right. have a fear factor. I, don't know, I think the fear factor's gone with Man United. I what, really in do. the space of two yeah. months. Yeah. yeah. I, I because know, I think with uh, with Man United and I, I, this is probably relates to Liverpool a few years ago. You know, when Liverpool were you know, playing Southampton, for example, and they were drawing nil nil with seventy minutes. I think you know the other players from the other team would go, oh, "We've got a chance, you know, we can win this game." And then the last twenty minutes, they'll go out and, and try and get that win. Whereas you go to Old Trafford a week later, they'll be drawing nil-nil after 70 minutes. And because it's Man United and the fear factor at Old Trafford, they'll start sitting back and expect Man United to, to have a little bit of an onslaught for the last 20. But don't you just think the good, how the better the team, the more difficult it is to get the result there? Well, you know. You know what I mean? Excuse me, I mean... In reality, Newcastle should be a fortress. There's 55,000 mad screaming Geordies who support the team. The fact that the team are not very good. Well, yeah, less of a fortress, yeah, no, doesn't it? It does make sense. But for Liverpool, the second in the league, they're playing with a huge amount of confidence. It's difficult to go and win now. Yeah, but it's gone through an inconsistent time at the minute. Exactly. So when yeah. they're finishing eighth, when they're finishing eighth in the league, it's not a fortress because they're finishing eighth in the league for a reason. Well, that's. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're digressing. Yeah. Just as quickly skip over. Do you over. think anyway, Jason? If you, if you haven't really given us your opinion, what do you think? Well, I don't have to ask the questions, don't I? Well, you can still have an no, opinion. But you can still have an opinion on what you think Liverpool are like this year. Do you think they're going to win the league and stuff? Yeah, I do, yeah. You think they're going to win the league? And, no, I don't know if they're going to win the league. I think they've got a real opportunity to win it. Well, that's what we've said. Well, that's what I'm just saying. Is this your taxi? It's like your contribution. I do. I just think with, with all the new managers, um, I think Liverpool... Liverpool, Brendan's been there now for a couple of seasons. The squad's settled, it's his team. They all know the jobs, they know what they're doing. I think they've got experience and youth, which is doing really well. I think Anfield now is becoming a really difficult place to, to go to. I think there's a real belief amongst the players. Um, they're able, they're being able to bounce back from defeats, and I put that down to the fixtures being cancelled. Like to Fulham coming to, to Anfield after the defeat against Arsenal was the perfect game for them. Um, I think they've got Sturridge is being inspired I think by Luis Suarez I think pulling yeah. the best of 
best of visibility is coming out because of that. The competition for places is, is doing really, really well. And I think as well with the manager, I've always been a, a believer. You look at Manchester United, I think the secret for him, I mean, I mean read three quarters of Alex's, Sir Alex Ferguson's book, is it was his ability to keep the players out the team happy. You know, they all wanted to be there, you know, Solskjaer, Neville, you know, they, they didn't play every week, but they were there and they were, you know, good players. And when they needed to, to come into action, they, they performed. And I think that's the scene. I think Brendan's got a bit of that about him. I think he's able to keep the squad really, really happy. Was I that, just think this year the fixtures another, are kind to them. Is that not a question? And you know, obviously, the, the foreign influence in, in the English game now or in the Premier League. They don't get it. No. Look, I know when we were young and we wanted to play every week, does the foreign influence, do they want to play every week? Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, I think. I think they do actually, don't they? Yeah, I'd like to think they do. Luis Suarez wants to play every week, doesn't he? He's play, they, he played they, yesterday against them. I don't think they take it personally. He played yesterday against dropped. Jordan, didn't he? And he's off to Uruguay next week to play the second leg. And then he'd come back. I, t- I tell you what, Liverpool have been lucky, unlucky. I know you said the fixtures have been kind, but they've also been unlucky that they've come back from huge international breaks. And they have away games, yeah. which are notoriously hard. They went to Newcastle after the international yeah. break, and it was really difficult for them. They didn't. They, they looked a yard slow, didn't yeah. they? They looked as if a lot of them had just got off a plane from Japan, like Luis Suarez did. And Stephen and Daniel Sturridge had that pressure of England qualifying for the World Cup. I know they were at home, they were home games, but they were really hard games for them. And next week, everybody's on international duty again, and they've got a really tough game against Everton when they come back. I mean, I know they're not travelling, but it's still away from home. So that, that's hard. So, you know, where you say well, the fixtures are being kind... They haven't, they haven't, you know what I mean? That's what I say about fixtures. They just, they're just there, aren't they? You just play everybody twice, and that's the end of it. It's not rocket science. Just to skip over the league then, looking at the other end of the tables, do you think the table's taking shape now? Um, yeah. A few managers now at this time of the season, they're looking over the shoulder, Martin Yall. Great win for Chris Alton, wasn't they he? brought in Rennie Mullins. Yeah, they did yesterday. Is that just a smoke screen? Well, do you think he's going to lose his job in the next couple of weeks? Do you think that's going yeah. to save him for the next month? Unfortunately, I, unfortunately, I don't like to say that because I like Mark oh, Yacht, but yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. I do. Because why have they brought Rennie Moulinstein in? Because they've got Ray Lewington as his number two, haven't they? Is it is Ray Lewington as Mark Yacht's number two? I know, he's, oh no, he's not. He's Roy Hodgson's number two, isn't he? Well, you know, you're the one that's just Moulinstein come in. Yeah, yeah, he's come in. But has Mark Yacht not brought him in? Do we know that or no one? We know they have. Well, I just think. I tell you what, what they're going to do. I don't know. I just think think it's strange the fact that they brought him in in November. What's the point behind it? What's that point? What what are they trying to do there? Freshen it up. Freshen it up. Yeah, exactly. Freshen it up. Different training regimes. Different faces. He's supposedly got one of the best reputations around him. So it's. It's a good move by Fulham. It remains to be seen whether it is. It's a good move if they win next week. I'll tell you what, he's been brought in. We've seen that. We all seen the game Saturday, and I'd have to say, I mean, I know when you're backed against the wall and you've got, I mean, Ruiz come on, but Berbatov, it was like a maverick. He's a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong, but these aren't the kind of players we're going to roll the sleeves. It wasn't up. that. It wasn't that, Jason. It was. It was on the back of the Man United thrashing the week before at home. To follow it up with that that type of performance, as you said, that's the I think that's the really worrying part, isn't it? Instead of going out and saying we've just been hammered at home by Man United, it was a terrible first half performance. Let's be strong, let's be organised, let's not let's not concede a goal. And the first forty five minutes against Liverpool they were just appalling, weren't they? Absolutely appalling. They looked as if they didn't have any plan whatsoever. And to lose a game in twenty minutes like they did 
at Liverpool and like they did the week before you've got real big problems that's my only concern with Fulham um, and they've got a new owner from the Jack- he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars and I don't know what I don't know I don't know him but you, you, you would He's think but you would presume that as a very successful American owner they don't su- suffer fools gladly and if things start to go wrong they just change it don't they well, talking about American owners Hang on, hang on, going back to that owner, he's got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, they've lost eight out of eight this year. Yeah, they? I know, but the Jacksonville Jaguars. But they, there's no, there's no. Um, in America, car dealership on Scotty. In America, there's no um, relegation and things like that. The money, they just still get the money, so they, they're not actually, to a certain extent, they're not losing anything by finishing bottom. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, take that, but. Whereas in England, if you buy a football team for X amount of money and you get relegated, your income drops by three quarters. And he isn't he isn't in this country to buy a football club to lose all kinds of money, is he? So I would presume that when things start to go wrong and they start slipping down the table, he will start making decisions. Liverpool's Boston Red Sox won the World Series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who did they beat in the final? Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Panthers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just mixed six Jaguars. You just mixed sixteen up together. Jackson, the Jackson Jaguars, the Jackson Jaguars, Latoya, Saint Louis, Cardinals. Bang. There you go. Anyway, I'll set them up. I'll let them. <laughs> it's worth hundred million dollars winning that World Series. Yes, Liverpool get a kickback from that. Would you like I wouldn't. Think? I wouldn't have thought so because no. the wage bill for the Boston Red Sox <laughs> yeah, is far more the, than that. Uh, the Yankees, the Yankees wage bill is on a is billion dollar business, isn't it? And the Red Sox are, are really good payers as well. Going to pay the kicker, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. The kicker, the baseball team, the oh, thrower, yeah, yeah, the pitcher, yeah, yeah. <laughs> football team. <laughs> That's it, you see? Comedy gold you've got there. <laughs> I'll set them up. Bang. <laughs> so I think I think I presume they run their two businesses completely separate, but a hundred million pound windfall. You know, it's, it's fantastic for the for the owners, isn't it? So But I hope I I think we all think and hope that they will invest in January as well if Liverpool are doing well. Really? Potentially getting back to them owners, I mean, it could it could be a, an unbelievable year for them, couldn't it? Yeah. You know, obviously, them on the back of the World Series and oh. Liverpool's form so far. Oh, you know, we want them. Liverpool have always been linked with the right people. You know, Matikaran who went to Dortmund, Diego Costa who went, who's playing, who's still at um, Atletico Madrid. You know, they by all accounts they 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 paid his release you know his release clause and he stayed but he's having a fantastic season so they they they're going for the right people. Just you then and Liverpool in the strongest position they've ever or they've been for five yeah. or six years in buying yeah, place. So yeah. If they're still if, 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 they, if they're still in second place, people will look at them in the summer and say they're not in the Champions League, they're not in the Champions League. Yeah. So they'll always opt for somebody else somebody else. But if you're in the Champions League, people will come. More people will come. Can't leave without asking you, and you touched on it before. Difficult games to come, Everton. Yeah. 
both Everton fans, aren't you? Yeah. How oh, dare you? Was. How dare you? How very dare you? I don't know. I don't. Know. Why was? Why? Well, obviously we're not, are we? Why not? Well, not now. But we're you grew up Everton fans. Yeah. 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 Anyway, who's your favourite Everton player? Full time. I had two. I had um, James Sharp and Trevor Stephen, both brilliant. I was with him the other week, Chicky Trev. Chicky Trev? Chicky Trev. Duncan McKenzie, because I was a bit older than Mr. Robert Bernard Fowler, and Sir Bob Latchford. Did you go to that? Yeah, I was a mad, mad Evertonian. When the Gladys Street, I was a junior Evertonian. I'm I was lucky. Did I, I was lucky enough to be. I was lucky enough to be 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years of age when Everton were very successful in the in the early 80s and mid 80s, and I was I was a, a regular regular goer. I mean, I bump into Andy Gray all the time. Was he? How good was he? Clang. Oh yeah. Well, sadly, I'm dropping a name there, is he? Was he? Well, Andy wasn't there long, but when he was there, he was excellent. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't he? Wasn't he, there, wasn't he wasn't there long at all. He was, but he was like like Lineker. He had a year at Everton, was outstanding. Who's your favourite Everton partnership then? You know what? Like, who's bothered? We're talking about Liverpool and it's a Liverpool podcast. Yeah, but just the seven couple, wasn't it? Bob Latford and Duncan McKenzie and Trevor Stephen Graham Sharp are playing. Do you wish you were now? No, but I'm not interested, not remotely interested in what anything of Everton. I'm more interested in what Liverpool do. Say that, I do like Roberto Martinez because he's a friend of mine. Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, Liverpool winning. Is it the tightest derby for years? We said that every year, don't we? Yeah, no, I think. It's a really hard game, isn't it? They always are now, it's, aren't a great, it's a great game. Again, it's it's that old cliche in football where form and everything goes hard when you win derbies, isn't it? I love watching them though, don't you? Yeah, now, now you do. I love play. I used to love playing in them, and I love watching them now. Did you love playing in the garbage? Yeah, I did. I, I think when you're, I mean, when you're a proper scouser, you're not a proper scouser. Yeah. You see, you were born, yeah. on the, you were born on the whittle. So when you're a proper scouser, Bang, you I'll love it. You love it, don't you? Hit them. Yeah, it's no. really difficult. You used to get kicked from pillar to post. There was no space, but they were great, great games. I used to love playing in them, and now I really, really enjoy watching them. Yeah. They're not great spectacles. No, they're not, but. Losing them was, was always horrible, wasn't it? And when your mate is an Evertonian and your other mate is a Liverpoolian, or your dad's an Evertonian, who, who and your dad's me and him. No, oh. I'm just saying we've got friends who are Liverpool fans and Everton fans. You know, John Kelly's a Liverpool fan. Tony Mannix is, is an Everton fan. You know, my dad's a, 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 was an Everton fan. His his brother, my uncle Vinny, for instance, is a Liverpool fan. When you've got that, I just the dynamics is incredible, isn't it? Yeah. It's incredible. That's it's been an absolute pleasure. You enjoyed your food. It's not come yet. Enjoy this food. <laughs> that was nice, actually. It was nice. Very nice. Well, good luck for the game on Saturday. How's your heel, by the way? You're struggling with a bit of a heel. Yeah, I, I uh, ate it um, four weeks ago now in Singapore. It's still not, it's not still not healed properly. Hey! <laughs> hey! Bon bon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's sore, but uh, I'm going to give it a good shot run around. And I would like to thank Jason for organising yeah. this podcast. But you know what I'd like? And also, fit? I would like to... Yeah, I'm no, I don't mean good I, in the good looking sense. I mean, are you fit? No, I'm, well, in the good looking sense, no, I'm not fit. But I, I actually am fit, as in um, physically fit. He's probably the fittest. <laughs> right, thank you. Lads, anyway. Thanks very much. Thank it's you. been a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com 
or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. <laughs> 